Hey friends, Ashton Gustafson here and welcome back to another episode of Good, True and Beautiful. Uh, you guys know that I tend to find myself taking journeys down random rabbit holes and I have discovered one recently uh, by means of Dr. Patrick Porter. Came across some of his work through uh, another podcast and really just became super curious about his work in the world and maybe just what he knows and what he can bring our way. Uh, from a health perspective, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, with all things the brain-related. He's the founder of BrainTap, and uh, I've just done enough research on his work to go, you know what, I feel like this guy has some pretty interesting things to bring our way. So with that being said, I reached out to his folks, asked them to come on, and um, Patrick Porter was uh, gracious enough to join us. So Dr. Porter, thanks so much for coming on. It's great to be here, Ashton. Thanks for asking me. Absolutely. So, uh, pardon pardon my uh, probably botched bio of, of you and your work in the world. But when, when you begin <laughs> when you begin with your story and what you're doing out there, where do you begin? Well, I, I tell people that uh, back in the '80s, when I first invented this kind of technology, I was like an alien that landed <laughs> on the planet. Nobody nobody knew what it was. But my father was a very gifted alcoholic. So he went out and got help with uh, relaxation. And with the help of the priest and, and, and nuns, they, he went to this relaxation seminar. And it changed our lives because he stopped drinking. And that got him to go back to school for psychology. And that got us, of course, all the nine kids to we all got psychology as well, you know, as, as far as it goes. So he became what's known as a Silva instructor, which is the Silva method. And so I grew up going to seminars, teaching, you know, with him when I got older and then I went to school for electronics and then I got a chance to work with a company called light and sound research. And that's where it all really started because we, most people do not know the benefits of what I call brain fitness now because they, they confuse it with something spiritual or something. And now you can use it for those things, but it's the mind state is uh, physiologically kind of like prayer or meditation, you know, relaxation techniques, but we're going to do that with technology. So uh, I, what I find is that most people want the benefits of things, but they don't want to take the time to learn them. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so what I did was I created a way that anyone, I mean, literally anyone, we did a study that NIH uh, produced two years ago during COVID. Uh, we showed 100 people, no meditation uh, practices. We were able to show them through the technology that they could lower their stress by 38.5%. Uh, bring an average of 23% improvement in neurological markers. But most importantly, if they did it once a day for the next 30 days, they actually changed their baseline to that that improvement. So we're, we're all about proving that you can change your brain at any age. And, you know, I've been on a mission to better a billion brains. So whoever's listening, that's your brain now. So we're trying to get you to, <laughs> to figure that out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bettering a billion brains. I need to jump back to the 80s, though. Sure. A relaxation gathering in the midst of Catholicism in the 80s. Right. Break that one down for me. Like, right. like go ahead. Now, Jose was a very Catholic guy. So he got approval from the church to teach this course. They called it the Ultra Relaxation Seminar. And of course, my dad being, uh, he was a factory worker at the time. So he thought it was pretty much hogwash. But they had everybody lay on the floor. They had to bring a pillow and a blanket. You know, this was kind of classic. My dad's going, am I going back to school, kindergarten or whatever? But what happened was he realized that once he relaxed, 
that he was drinking to relax. Everybody, mm. um, most alcoholics are not drinking to really get drunk or anything like that. They're drinking to avoid some pain maybe or mm. to el eliminate stress and frustration. And what happened was when I went to school, it was a very nice school. I'm very glad that I went there and everything. But when we gave, when it was church and we were going to give a can of food for the food bank, we gave a really good one because we knew it was coming back to our house, you know? So because my dad was, that's why they came over and helped him. I mean, you got nine kids and you got a guy that would run out on a Thursday and not come back till a Tuesday, you know? Wow. And so the church knew us all very well. And we would, we would hang, we had a very, I mean, I know some people had some negative experiences with priests. We didn't, we had really good uh, priests and sisters and they took care of us and we took care of them. You know, we did things for them. Uh, as a family and we became pretty close so it worked out uh, Knights of Columbus are definitely on my uh, uh, my reward list yeah. you know if, if I give something away later in life so they, they're very uh, you know they took care of us and they realized somehow the church realized that it wasn't about alcohol mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they had a lot of people there that were troubled it wasn't just alcohol they were troubled yeah. maybe they were having other issues in their life and, and it, it all comes down you know when um Hans Selye came up with the term, the stress response and all of that. He, we were talking, what happens is they realize that stress is the contributing factor to all illnesses. They don't have to be mental illnesses. They can be physical because mm. there's physical, um, mental and emotional stress and environmental stress today. So we have to deal with all those or we can't function at our highest level of efficiency. Yep. Yep. So, um, and again, I am an amateur, all things, brain education. So hold my hand here. I'm a redneck from uh, Central Texas, uh, okay. but I'm super, super curious. The brain is in a fight, flight, or freeze mode, right? Like I'm just, I'm trying right. to navigate this of like the stressor. I, I think it helps to kind of unpack, peel the onion back on what stress is. Cause I, I'm, I'm super curious about you saying this story about your dad using alcohol to to navigate that it wasn't that he was trying to get you know beat out of shape drinking too much it right. was it was it was actually trying to regulate something that that yeah. maybe was was out of whack am i reading that right yeah well what's amazing about that is if you could put me back into the 70s i would think life is so easy there's no stress you know <laughs> because we did not have cell phones yeah. we did not have internet we didn't have to worry about social media all of those things were not present, but still stress happens around us. So think of stress as somebody is, uh, they got the gas pedal pushed all the way down, going 90 miles an hour. And every once in a while, they hit the brakes, you know, in the body or the brain patterns, it loves patterns. So I'll give you the example of PTSD. When somebody has PTSD, let's say little Jimmy goes to war, he comes back, James, and he's mad as hell because, you know, he his brain was patterned because every day he woke up, he didn't know if he was going to make it to sundown. Mm. And so he had to create a, a set of beliefs or brain experiences, if you will, or mindsets that says, I got to be vigilant all the time. So then he comes home, he has to sit with his back to the door. He doesn't like loud noises. He All of these things happen. But when, you, when he first comes back, everything's good because there's party celebration and there's a lot of confusion. He can thrive in that environment. Because that's the environment, mm -hmm. like a wartime environment mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. So he can handle it. But as soon as everything calms down and becomes really cool and the family's back doing their thing and they forget about James coming home, you know, they're back to their business because 
it's all really all about us, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, called WIIFM, what's in it for me? You know, <laughs> people are all the time doing that. So eventually it's not, they, they just forget about him. So then he's got to create havoc in the house. Hmm. He's got to start creating an atmosphere of confusion, an atmosphere of unexpectedness, because that's what his brain is used to patterning. So, hmm. but if he doesn't learn to change that, then he'll get a divorce. His life will be ruined. He won't sleep because there's the nervous system has three gears. I'm really uh, simplifying this. So if there's a neurologist on the, you know, <laughs> you're good. Uh, so, so what, ha- what happens is that when you think of the sympathetic system, that's that uh, fight or flight system. I call it the survivor brain. Yeah. And unfortunately, most people we see in the world, when they say the average person, hopefully not you or I, but the average person doesn't even have $500 in the bank. That's pretty stressful when they tell you to stay home, lock your doors, don't go outside. You yep. you know, and what do you do? Yeah. You know, you don't even know if you're going to have money for food the next week. Yeah. You're triggering that in, tigers in the bushes, you know. Yes. At, at, way way yeah. in the back in the history of the brain. Right. And then what they're what people we get we tend to experience what we expect. So hmm. if we start anticipating stressful events, anxiety, disorder, we're going to actually create those in our life. Hmm. And some people get addicted to that. I mean, we all have friends that we don't want to pick up the phone, maybe only answer every three times because we know we're going to hear the same story we heard two weeks ago yeah. and they're just going to replay it in their mind. And um, there's a guy named Shapolsky that wrote a book called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers that I always recommend people read, or at least if you don't want to read it, go to YouTube, type that in, and you'll see a video of a zebra being chased by a lion. And the incredible part is the the lion doesn't catch the zebra. It's almost like uh, the cartoon where the two, where the coyotes chasing, yep. you know, after the rabbit the and he doesn't catch him yep. and they punch out, you know, they punch out at the end of the day and their buddies, they go have dinner together, you know, because the lion turns and goes back to the shade and the zebra doesn't even look at them. It's almost like there's some unknown force mm-hmm. that says the game's over. The mm-hmm. zebra puts their head down and starts eating. And the amazing part of that, the zebra doesn't go back to the rest of the group and say, Hey, you know what? I was just chased by a tiger. You blah, blah, blah. It doesn't say any of that. It just, forgets it. Mm-hmm. That's why zebras don't get ulcers. Now, what do we do as humans? We call all our friends. Could you believe this happened to me? Blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, we're going to meetings to get awards because this happened to us two years ago. <laughs> and, you know, we've survived it. And it's like most of these things are just everyday things. So we need to move out of that survivor brain and into what I call the thriving brain. That's the parasympathetic system. That's the rest, digest, and recovery. So when, just to put it in perspective, We've done studies with uh, Virginia Hunt out of uh, UCLA. This was years ago when she did the study. She actually showed that when you pray before you eat, it's not just giving honor to whoever your creator is. It's actually setting up your digestive system to digest, metabolize, and use more of the nutrients of the food you're in. Because she showed that people that didn't do that and ate in front of the TV, uh, what happened was their digestive system never made the switch from the survivor brain to the thriving brain and they had bad nutrition now the biggest reason people miss work in the world in the world is irritable bowel syndrome this is a thinking problem in fact in the uk they would they would send you to a psychologist uh, who would then uh, help you to go through the thought process that's causing your gut 
because your gut brain access is so important. So we can, with the brain, we can help that. Now, there's another system that most people forget about, and that is the neurohormonal system. This is, and these are all, we can measure them all through frequencies. We have, I have a device I created called the NeuroCheck, where I can tell people where they're at. Now, this is the one that most people abuse. So, and I'll give you one example that every listener will understand. At two o'clock, wherever you're at in the world, your temperature is gonna drop two degrees. That's because our biological system is tuned to the light of the sun. All of our biological activities are actually programmed in, almost like a computer. The sun will tell the body what to do at a certain time of the day. This is what jet lag is. But to put in perspective, almost everybody gets tired at two o'clock and the reason is the temperature drop. Now this is because these bodies were designed to live in the Serengeti right there with the, with the zebras and the lions. Mm. But we're all over the world now. So we don't take naps anymore. What we do is we go out and get coffee, tea, chocolate, sweets, sugar. We stimulate our biological system. Now, one thing I can guarantee you is your biological system will burn out. Your adrenals will burn out, yep. your, your pancreas, because <laughs> yep. they're-, they're <laughs> I've had that happen. <laughs> yeah, so the, the one thing that most people don't know about blood sugar is that stress is more fattening than chocolate. And the reason for that is your liver produces sugar. So as soon as you get stressed, guess what your liver does? It overproduces sugar, dumps it into the bloodstream. Now, now we've got a problem because the bloodstream can only have one tablespoon of sugar or teaspoon of sugar. I can't remember which one of those two. Teaspoon of sugar, or it will go into, you'll, you'll basically go into a coma. So what happens is the body has to then produce insulin this is why pancreatic cancer is such a rise. And so what happens then is the body's got to then create fat cells to store the toxins. And the person goes, what do you mean I got diabetes? I don't even eat sugar. You don't have to eat one bite of sugar mm. to produce all the sugar your body needs. Mm. We, we used to only eat sugar when it was fruit season. You know, when we were, and when we were hunters and yep. gatherers, we didn't, eat, we didn't eat sugar all year round. It was a special treat you know, when the, when they would show up berries and things like that. So our bodies are, are still basically 200,000 years old, but our brain and everything we're experiencing is this wonderful world where we can walk in any direction and find a grocery store. Yep. So yep. Th these are all problems that happen within the regulatory system of the brain and brain waves control those things. That's what most people don't understand is that your brain waves are like Wi-Fi networks, but they're healthy. These Wi-Fi networks tell your body what to do. As an as another just quick example, if you have ever been to been had an open fire with your romantic other, whoever that is, you're sitting by the fire, the fire is burning, you're listening to a crackle and you get a little frisky and then maybe you might even get lucky. Well, that's really you're biohacking the environment, because what happens when you start a fire, the fire will burn at 10 hertz frequency your brain will match it through something called frequency following response. It does this every day, all day long, in whatever environment you're in. And that sends a signal down to your body that changes your epigenetics every 40 seconds on every cell of your body. So this happens with the food you eat, the people you communicate with, everything you do. Now, what happens then is your brain tells your gut to start making acetylcholine. This just happens to be the same neurotransmitter that gets released when you fall in love. Hmm. So now when you're sitting by the fire and you go, I love fires, blah, blah, that's because you chemically are triggering the response of that 
the high production of acetylcholine if you don't have a triggered response in the world around you. And this is one of the things when I invented BrainTap, uh, I was in, uh, I wasn't in Bhopal when I said this, but I was in Bhopal, India, where I was doing some research with the All Indian Institute of Medical Sciences about meditation. And they said, well, we don't use technology to meditate. I said, you don't. I said, it sounds to me like you got music playing in the background. He says, oh, yeah, we do. I said, that's technology. There's something called the Mozart effect. If I put on 10 cycle music, relaxing music, or if I put on Rush or whoever, your body is going to change its mm. frequency. You know. So I said, what they're doing is you're putting on this music, it's gonna take them to alpha. I said, it looks to me like they're using a candle. Oh yeah, they're using candles. I said, well, candles flicker at 10 Hertz frequency. So they're cheating. <laughs> They're using technology. You just didn't have the technology 10,000 years ago like we have today. Yeah. So we can take LEDs and we can flash them at certain frequencies and the brain can follow them. It's a natural process for the body. And then we can also use specific sounds that guide the brain. Now, if you put those two together with frequency, you've got the brain tap. And that's what we did over the years is just kind of evolve it and show how it's using, how it's being used. And we can take somebody that's never meditated and we can get them into states I can guarantee you are deeper than most gurus I've I've scanned because I've scanned them in India. Wow. They always try to beat the brain tap. I've never seen anyone beat the brain tap, even gurus that have been meditating. Now, I haven't got the like some of the famous gurus that you see on there, but these are just people around Bhopal, India. I said, just bring me some people that are, you know, not that they didn't get a change and they, they were doing really well, but they didn't get the uh, the average we get is 27.8%. You know, so, you know, we can help any that's with no practice. Wow. So once you use it for a while, the brain will learn our our brain learns subconsciously. Mm -hmm. This is one of the other problems we have with our education system. We don't we've learned very much with our conscious mind. I mean, think about do you have children right now? I do. Have you seen, Two young girls. Yeah. So if you're like me, when I saw my children growing up, I didn't really notice much. But when my grandkids came along, I started noticing <laughs> more, you know. And so but I noticed is one day they're babbling. The next day they're speaking in sentences. And I go, what? what wait, wait a minute. How'd that happen? They didn't have a they didn't have an English teacher. They didn't learn all their yeah. verbs and yeah. adverbs and all these. Basically, our we learn through photo bio exchange. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know this. So I'm going to blow away your audience just for another Let's little go. bit here. The um, most people know who Tom Brady is, right? Yep. yep. So Tom Brady has some clothing called TB12. It's his recovery wear. Well, that was designed by my science officer. And you know, it's also available on um, Nike and some other sports, big sports thing. But what we did, uh, what Francisco did was our bodies, every person on earth broadcast light frequencies from their body. This is now proven in science. It's not metaphysical. It's not up for question. Every person on earth transmits eight, 10 nanometer light. That's why they can see us with night vision. Wow. So what they now know is that light is actually sharing information, hmm. not only with you, but everyone you're around. So, and it actually can extend out 18 feet around you. So that means when you hang around those poison people, hmm. they can bring your down and they they also know you know in 2003 when they mapped the human genome one percent of the human genome i should say but they took credit for the whole thing <laughs> the um you know the reason that they couldn't map the human genome was 99 percent of it changes every 40 seconds 
Wow. Well, they only realize that now because we have technology that can actually register it. Well, you know, when you think about an MRI, when somebody says, how does this frequency medicine work? They're already using it in every every hospital in the world. They do an MRI. What they're doing is they're measuring the frequency response of tissue because every cell of your body is vibrating and teeming with energy. We have scientific data that we can gather from that. So we don't need to just use it to observe the human body or the brain. We can now use it to train the brain because if we can register the frequency, we can match that frequency, play it back. And what happens is those cells, it's like a dance. Those cells want to dance. Mm. And as long as it's a healthy frequency, then the cells will not. Now, what happens under stress, when we were talking about from before, what happens under stress is our cells go through something called the cell danger response. So think about it like that campfire I was talking about earlier, but the cell danger response is like you're throwing buckets of water on it. That fire goes out. But in the cells, it's the mitochondria. So what we find in the brain is that we need to provide the brain light. Light is the most underprescribed nutrient on earth. And light also creates vasodilation, blood flow, circulation, nitric oxide release. These are all just incredible things for the brain that you can't get through food. Hmm. But we did a study. We did a study in Provo, Utah where we took an IV, they were feeding the brain in an addiction center. And they wanted to know if we relaxed them using brain tap rather than let them look at their cell phone while they're getting their IV therapy, would they absorb more of the nutrition? And they did this through some kind of urine analysis of what was what was used or not used. I'm, I'm not really sure exactly, but when they were done, they said there was a 30% absorption. So they kind of proved the Virginia Hunt yep. uh, program with IVs because when your body's in that parasympathetic state, it absorbs, use, and digests foods much better. And just so the listener knows, my my philosophy, which is, which is a book I'm writing with Rashika Sakri out of Google, she was the head of Google Wellness. We're putting a book together called The Third Wave. Because when I went into Google to work, we did a high performance study with them and we found out why they're burned out. Because we when we did the when we did the evaluation, they would have all been put on SSRIs, which I don't recommend, but they were all clinically diagnosed as with depression, hmm. but they they didn't know it. We didn't tell them to the end of the study because we improved their depression score 70% by providing them light wow. Wow. in the form of brain tap. And, and we also increased their performance. So I believe number one thing people should do for brain health is nutrition. You got to eat healthy. You can't, unless you're St. Germain or something, you can transmute garbage into health food <laughs> you've got to you got to eat healthy and number two we've got to do some moving and breathing we got to get out there and i recommend breathing exercises along with brain tap we have them on brain tap as well and then i recommend some kind of brain fitness now you could be it could be combined into one thing if you're doing yoga tai chi you know dancing and tell people you got to get up and dance or you got to get up and move your body because yep. you're only as young as your spine is flexible so if you're not if your spine is inflexible that's a direct reflect reflection of sitting hmm. that's why they say sitting is the new uh smoking so we have we have all these different issues working against us in technology right but there are solutions you know the world can look really gloomy to the person who's a pessimist but you want to be open-minded and positive because we now know, especially in today's world, something called psychoimmunology, which means your psychology affects your immune system. Yep. Yep. Those, those people who are optimistic, you know, they have a better functioning immune system. And right now, I don't think you want to 
play with that. Yep, a hundred percent. I'm going to run through a bullet point of notes that I've already taken so far, just okay. so I can process out loud. Number one, uh, we will experience what we expect. Love mm-hmm. that. Thank you for that. Uh, number two, TV dinners are the reason for all IBS. I think that's what you just told me. <laughs> um, uh, I love this. We are light bearers. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like this is, right. this is beautiful news. Um, our cells can dance. I, I love this idea. And then the last one, sitting is the new smoking. Crazy, crazy big ideas here you're sharing. Well, I, I do want to double click on brain tap because mm-hmm. I, I think I'm super curious about it. I want to introduce our community to it and really get into what this thing is. Because I know you've mentioned it, but w- what exactly is it? Do, do you wear it? How does it work? Yeah. Walk me through brain yeah, tap. It's two ways that people can use it. One is just with the app alone. And I just did a review with Brazil. Brazil, the Brazilian government paid $250,000 to prove brain tap could beat opioids with fibromyalgia. And wow. we did. Wow. Three different studies. And that was done with only the app. So the app uses sound, but you can use your own earbuds, your own earphones. You can use that. And if you want, we can give you a link so they can actually listen to it for free for 15 days. You know, sure. We have a link like that. Love that. And then uh, they can get a copy of my book, Thrive and Overdrive. They can give them more details about what we're talking about. It's all free, no credit card necessary. They can just go to braintap.info and they will get that uh, that free gift for, for being here on this call. We have that reserved so I can just give it away to people. So they don't have to worry about paying for anything. I want them to go learn more. You know, we're spending a little bit of time. Beautiful. So, you know, um, then we have our headset. Now the headset is the upgrade. Because with your earbuds, you're going to get the isochronic tones, the binaural beats, the frequency response, the positive psychology, what we're doing. But now you're going to get light. And this is what kind of freaks people out when they see the headset. And they go, why do you have flashing lights in the eyes? And those, those lights are actually flashing at Earth frequencies. And what do I mean by that? If you and I were on a spaceship flying toward Earth, science would tell us that the Earth is vibrating at a frequency of 0.05 to 100, depending upon where you're at in the world. There are dead spaces that don't have much energy, and then there's places where volcanoes are going off, and it's 100 (laughs) hertz frequency. So when we go by the ocean, again, it's 10 hertz. When we're in the mountaintop, it's 7.4 hertz. So it's all different wherever you're at around the world. So we're going to use the frequencies our bodies for 200,000 years or whatever, however old these bodies are, they have been using to mitigate or to move through life. So we're going to do that through pulsing light. The light itself is going to keep the eyes there. It's called retinal flashing, but your eyes are closed. Hmm. What's going to happen is your eyes are not just attached to the brain. Your eyes are brain matter. So if we want to get light into the brain, that's the way your body does it. There's a reason people like sunrises and sunsets. Hmm. The main reason is that there's more, there's more blue and red light in the morning and there's more green and red light in the evening. In our body, that tells our body to wake up or go to sleep because mm-hmm. green light will tell our synapses to shut down. Blue light will open them up. Now, we don't change our LED because it's not that much energy, but it's we're resetting that circadian rhythm. We've, we've proved that in a study that we did in Australia where we took coal miners. And we helped them improve their sleep by 70% in, in three weeks with the headset, six weeks with the app. So these were people that never saw the light of day while they worked. Wow. I mean, they, they, if they were working, they came to work in the dark. They literally worked in the dark and they left in the yeah. dark. Yeah. And so they had a real problem with sleeping. So then, so also most people don't know that your eyes control 30% of your hearing. And 
the reason for this is we listen to 25,000 pieces of information every second. So even though you're listening to my voice, you're hearing your brain is processing the hum from the light. Somebody might be walking down the hall, a car might go outside, but you don't, you're not aware of it. It's just there. But if we were at a restaurant talking together and somebody away said, Hey, I just heard about this great podcast, good, true, and beautiful. Well, your ears would perk up. You would hear that, but you wouldn't hear the rest of it yeah. because that's part of your reticular activator or what they call the default mode network. It's part of, it's what's important to you. Hmm. So you're aware of it. But in the in primitive times, if you think about it, our primitive brain, we only needed to really hear what was in front of us because we're running. Now we'd hear loud noises and things like that. They would get our attention, but we didn't really pay attention. We only pay attention to what we're at. And another way that the listeners can understand what I'm talking about, you've probably been to church or you've been... Um, to a gathering and you couldn't hear the speaker. But as soon as you changed your attention so you could see the speaker, you had a line of sight with the speaker, now you could hear them. Hmm. Now the speaker didn't adjust their voice, they didn't yeah. talk louder, they didn't do any, it was basically your brain processing through that 25,000 pieces of information and, and isolating it. So it's again, kind of like Superman, how does he do it? How does he know Lois Lane? Hmm. What, you know, it needs to be rescued. Well, he can tune all those other sounds out and just tune into her. We can do that not quite like Superman, but we can do some incredible things with that. Now, the other thing is that when you just close your eyes to meditate or relax or pray, 30% of your brain goes to sleep. Hmm. So, or more, you know, some people it's even more. So if you, that's why only 5% of people that start meditating continue or they meditate all wrong. Because they're falling they're asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they keep going to sleep. And then now the other thing we did is we put lights in the ears. So when somebody, if, when they go to research brain tap and they go look it up, they go, what the heck are these lights in the ears? Well, these are lights, these are red and blue lights that are flashing at certain frequencies and they're instructing our nervous system to do something. And depending upon the frequency, so I'm just going to mention one of them because don't, but one of them tells the nervous system, hey, sympathetic system, turn off, turn on the parasympathetic. And we did this in research with autistic kids that could not communicate like we are. Mm. So we basically played around with these frequencies. Now, Dr. Nogier, who those are the frequencies we're using, were very well documented. But we had to see, would somebody respond to them yeah. through light? Because what he did is he did it through a needle, through sound. So most people do this through acupuncture in the ears because mm. there's meridians there. Now what we found, and we can measure this now as energy across meridians in the body, is we can do something called photobiomodulation. This is a big word that simply means the red blood cells that are circulating through the ears, through the eyes, and through the body, they absorb light energy. They then move through the body and they're going to find the cells that are dying. In science, they call it apoptosis. As soon as they find that cell, that cell, because it's dying, attracts the photon. And when it attracts that photon, it starts the Krebs cycle again. Now, if the Krebs cycle is working correctly, you're going to make 28, 27 mitochondria. That means energy sources. You're going to have energy. Hmm. Now, if you don't, what happens when you're tired and you built up that lactic acid? You're only making two of those. Wow. So the, that's the difference. And Massive that's what they difference. call. Yeah. So that's what they call neuroplasticity. You know, when somebody says, used to, we used to think, hey, the brain is fixed. There's nothing you can do about it. I was born a carpenter. I'm going to be a carpenter. You know, there are certain people that are engineers. They're engineers. But that might be true in some ways because certain people have a propensity to do things better than others. But the reality is we can all learn, we can all develop, and we can all bring more energy into our brain. In fact, one of our studies that we did in a book called Saving Your Brain 
which was written by Dr. Kelly Miller, he wrote a whole chapter on Brain Tap to the Rescue because we took all the women in the pilot study off of dementia in six weeks. And we, we when we we're measuring their neuroplasticity improved by 49%. And these were women 55, 65. So, and we've done, we've done some other studies with people over a hundred and we found that we can improve their brain function. So I believe that at any age, any time you start doing the right things for your brain, it can heal itself. You know, the, the brain knows what to do. It's like, it's like the liver. A lot of, the, most people don't know that if you can stop the disease of cirrhosis soon enough, the liver will grow back and be mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. But you can't keep doing the things that caused the cirrhosis in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta, you gotta change those things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So just make sure that I'm hearing this right because I'm as I read between the lines of what you're sharing, brain tap in a way, it 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 helps brain capacity. It helps your ability to either absorb <clears throat> negative things throughout the day. I, I think it it changes your outlook. There's a bit of hope and optimism that also comes along <clears throat> with increasing brain <clears throat> capacity. I mean, chat with because I I think I think that's the big <clears throat> idea here is maybe maybe we're all underutilizing. Or maybe maybe we have to develop the capacity. I guess that's what right. I'm getting at. That's it's it's to develop the capacity because yeah. the brain yeah. the brain's an energy hog. It's going to take 20% of all the energy that comes into the system. It's like the king, and if it doesn't have to do any work, like if you give it something, so like if you're taking medicines that control the brain, the brain's just going to shut off its own circuits because it says, well, if you're going to do the work, I'm going to let you because hmm. it's an energy hog. You know, and most people have so much inflammation in their body, they're not getting the response that they need in their brain. But also we have very specific messaging and we train you to train yourself. One of the things I don't believe anyone needs a quote therapist because everybody's working perfectly the way they are. It's just not getting the results they want. Yeah. So we need to change. We need to change a little bit. And what Bruce Lipton, who's one of our instructors at Quantum University, which I'm the dean of brain based wellness there. He, he would say that, uh, and he proved this in science, that words can change up to 2,300 gene expressions as well. <laughs> so what you say to yourself, we talk to ourselves 80,000 words a day and 60,000 of them are negative. Yep. So yep. if we don't, and that's not, a, people go, well, I don't know, how's that? Because our brain, we were, tr these brains are not, we didn't just get a brain. We got, we got genetic information with that mm -hmm. brain. Mm -hmm. It's seven generations mm -hmm. So what, even though we don't consciously know what they were thinking, we got their information because mm -hmm. it was passed on at the moment of conception, passed on at the moment of conception. So what's happening is when somebody says stress runs in my family, no, it was learned by grandma or, or somebody down the way and they taught it to the other person. And it basically passes on like a, like a trait that a cat and dog would have. Wow. Now you can change that. The nice thing is that you can change that, but not if you don't recognize what you're saying to yourself and also to stay alive everyone listening to this podcast you are the survivors you made it <laughs> because what all the other genetic possibilities you know we have what seven or eight billion now but you made it how many genetic pairs did not make it yep. because they either they didn't have a child or they got killed early you know whoever you should congratulate yourself but how did it do it it had to preserve itself. Now we live in some pretty weird times, but imagine if you lived in a tribe that all your whole life was peaceful and loving, and then some Genghis Khan shows up, you know, and just massacres everybody, but you stayed alive. I mean, you'd have that memory. Yeah. And so, so now, even though it might feel like it happened two years ago, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have the same scenario. People, our brain doesn't like the unexpected. It likes 
it likes its patterns. Yeah, so certainty. even though, yeah, certainty. So even if you're not getting the results you want, sometimes you'll keep doing it. So what I tell people, you've got to get, you've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then you can make a change. And one of the easy things, we, if the listeners are not driving and they can do it, put your finger, put your hands together and clasp them together. So one thumb's on top. And, and so your hands are clasped together, one thumb's on top. Just roll the other thumb on top. And Ashton, tell me what that feels like. It's a little different. Yeah, it's a yeah. little different, a little uncomfortable. And that's just your thumb. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't, so if you, for instance, if, if, uh, this happens to a lot of people. It's Saturday morning. You've been driving to work. You turn left every time. But this, this morning, you're talking, like in my case, I might be talking to my wife. I'm gonna, We're going to go to the farmer's market. And I need to turn to the right where I would turn to the left to go to work. But I, I'm in a hurry. We're trying to get down there. And I find myself turning to the left, yep. going to work. Even though I need it to turn to the right, I have to make a U-turn. I go, oh, dang, I'm so used to do, Because pattern. we're creatures of habits and patterns. Yep. So when we, get the, when we disrupt that pattern, that's the capacity you're talking about. Yep. The part of a system, in, in system theory, the part of the system that's the most flexible is the most powerful. Hmm. We need to make our brain the most flexible. Yeah, yeah, so it yeah. becomes the most powerful. If we allow other things to control our thinking, you know, w- one of the biggest misconceptions in the world right now is that we need to know more. We don't need to know anymore. We have Google. What we need to do is be able to think more. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of thinkers. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people that hear talking heads say something. They believe it's true because they've never even thought about it. They've never researched it. They don't even, nobody believes it. But if somebody tells them to do it, and we know who those people are now yep. because they just continue to wear a mask, even though it's been proven to be false. So, I mean, there are th- these are people that are highly suggestible or they have somebody at home, of course, that might they might be doing it for them or something. But it's still it's it's not. I mean, I've seen people out riding their bike by mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, that's doing no good. Yeah. I mean, but people will still do it because they were told over and over again a falsehood and they believed it to be true. And, you know, there's something called the law of the lie. Even though something's been proven to be false, some will still believe it to be true. And that happens all the time. You know, so, but we need thinkers, yep. you know, think, yep. think through. I mean, I even I, I even get a sense of like the great leaders of today show show yeah. incredible flexibility. Right. Right. And in that you 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 find your power there. It's it's not right. that you are powerful and that makes you flexible. It's actually your ability, your capacity to be, fe- be flexible. And I, and I think like, especially at the mental level where we constantly categorize, label, name, critique, you know, everything, there is a different consciousness that arrives um, that's much lighter and brighter that can take data in. And, and at some point, kind of honor everything that crosses paths with it rather than having to agree or deny with it right off the bat. It just kind of, I think it allows things a little bit more flexible flexibility. And I think beautiful things kind of follow through yeah. from there. Exactly. I, I believe that too. I mean, used to be, we could sit down and talk about politics and didn't matter what yeah. I was. We could yeah. have a conversation. Now it's like, no, you've got to believe like me or you're some yeah. scoundrel. You know, that's it, not true. It's just, those are just belief systems. Yeah. So we have to be flexible and the more flexible we become doesn't mean we have to believe it or accept it or anything like that. You know, tolerance is big. When, when Michael Tyson said, uh, Mike Tyson, he said, everybody has a plan until they get hit. It's like, (laughs) what, what are you going to do when you get hit? Because I can guarantee you 
we're going to get hit. Yep. Everyone's going to get hit. It might not happen today. It might not happen tomorrow. But if you're ready for it, yep. one of my favorite sayings to my clients over the years has always been, you get what you rehearse in life, not what you intend. Mm -hmm. Because intentions, we all know that the road to hell is paved with them. So yep. we can, you know, intentions are great. But if we haven't practiced, you know, the old saying in the Bible is faith without works is dead. You can't just have faith with it. You got to follow through and do the work. Yep. You know, so many people just want to have, they want something, but they don't want to do the work. Yeah. You know, yep. so yep. so talk to me about um, how this overflows into sleep. I, I I'm recently I wear the whoop now, so I'm I'm constantly yeah. like, oh wow, yeah, I can feel that there was it didn't happen last night. What's going on? <laughs> um, something tells me that as as we are light bearers and experience mm -hmm. this uh, brain tap of light and sound, surely there's some overflow there into our sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, most the biggest side effect of using brain tap is better sleep. Mm -hmm. With two thirds of the world not sleeping, not getting the adequate sleep, some in one third chronic, then we we find we think we have a good solution for that. But what happens is, we if you've had children, you know when they get too tired, they can't sleep. All bets are off. <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening to people right now huh. because they don't have any energy. It takes energy to sleep. The ah. energy they need is doesn't come in the form of a candy bar or a soda or anything like that. It comes in the form of ATP. Too tired to uh, sleep. Yeah. So what we've shown is if we can teach the brain to go into, there's there's five primary brainwave patterns, and I'll kind of give a review so everyone knows. Beta is where we're talking right now primarily. Now, all these are going on at one time. Mm -hmm. There's not like this one, that one. If they're not all going at the same time, you're going to have a disorder. Mm -hmm. And, and we can we can see that when we do a brain scan mm. and I can pretty much once I see a brain scan, tell somebody about themselves and they think I'm some psychic or something. It's just I've seen 30,000 brain scans, you know, so I can wow. I can pretty much see one and say, hey, this is what's going on for you. You you hold on to grudges. You can't get because they they can't modulate, which means they can't switch gears. You know, think of these brainwaves like gears. Our primary awareness is in one of them. So when our primary awareness like we are right now is in beta. But the reason we can hold a conversation is because of alpha. In fact, when we did our studies with autistic children, when they we got their alpha percentage up to 23%, we had 90% of them speaking. Wow. Because it takes alpha. And this also signifies, you know, the biggest fear in the world used to be public speaking. Uh, now it's forgetting your memories, you know. So, but the But what they're saying is when you stand up to speak and you're stressed, you minimize alpha activity. So you mm. can't speak. You don't have access to those memories because alpha and beta are used the hippocampus. This is a part of the brain that processes information and data about today's experiences and puts them into long-term memories and then serves those long-term memories back up as experiences that you can evaluate to make your next decision. Hmm. But if you're under stress, the hippocampus blood flow reduces, meaning that there's no energy to process that data. Wow. So. So in so in and if you've eaten sugar and junk food, then those go right to the brain first. So so you literally can't take notes. You're not able to take and store notes, and so right. you just keep doing what's not working. <laughs> right. You go into robotic mode because the subconscious is running ninety five percent of the show. Yeah. So if you don't disrupt the pattern, it's going to keep doing it. Yeah. And it's gonna it's gonna learn. Most people have allowed themselves to be trained by mother, father, preacher, teacher, sisters, brothers, you know, and they've never thought about 
I can change those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Just like if I get a new computer, I don't bring my old program with me. I put a new program in and most people don't realize you get a new, you get a new computer every two years. Your brain is totally rebuilt. Mm -hmm. So you can bring the old program with you if you want, but it's nicer if you upgrade the program for today's experience. I couldn't imagine using whatever DOS program back in the, you know, in the, in the, late eighties that people were using. So as we do this now, when we get into theta, which is the problem most people have is sleeping. Theta is the very small brainwave between four to seven Hertz. And it's most people hardly ever experience it except for during sleep or coming in and out of sleep. But that's what we call the inventive mind. It's where all these great inventors like Tesla and Einstein, where we know they had those creative breakthroughs, but with most adults, because they're so stressed out, their brain is so much on overload. We call it a neurological lock. They don't have theta. Now, theta is important because it tells the body to create GABA. GABA is one of the most highly researched things right now because they're trying to find out a synthetic way to make it hmm. so they can charge people for it. <laughs> the problem is the most powerful pharmacy on earth is not on the corner. The most powerful pharmacy on earth is between our ears. Yep. And it can create 30,000 different neurochemicals with a thought. So if we can get the right thoughts at the right time, and in the state of theta, you will create enough GABA, which is a precursor to something called DMT. DMT is the, they call it the God molecule because at death, we our body gets saturated with it and we go meet God because you see this big white light. Um, or at least that's the theory. I mean, I've not been through that process, so I don't know. <laughs> but, in, in the, uh, but what happens is we know that DMT helps with dreaming. So mm. if anyone out there is not dreaming, you're just not remembering your dreams because you don't have enough DMT available mm. for you to recall it. Dreams are super important to keep saying. So dreams aren't bad. Now, some people have negative dreams too, but the nice thing is, is once you learn to use your brain, you can actually like program your dreams. Mm. You do that right before sleep. If you, if you start to become great, grateful and feel blessed about your day and start honoring those people that are honoring you, your brain will start changing your dreams. Mm-hmm. But if you're always looking at people like they're SOBs and everybody's out to get you and there's no salvation and everybody's a sinner and all of these other things, that's what the brain will give you for sleep. It will create that kind of virtual reality for you while you're sleeping. Even your dreams experience what you expect. Yes, exactly. So then what we do with BrainTap is we're going to take people from a beta state down into Delta. Now, Delta is deep sleep. And the reason this is key for sleep And getting you there is you only detox your brain during level four sleep. Hmm. So if you don't get to level four sleep, like when you're on your whoop and you're looking at deep sleep, you need at least an hour of deep sleep. So that's not the REM. That's the deep sleep you're talking about. Right. Right. REM is good. You need about two hours of that if you can get it. And REM is where you're going to get your dreams. Mm -hmm. So if you're not dreaming, you probably notice you didn't get as many, you know, Hmm. rapid eye movement dreams. So those are all key. Now, and it's detoxing, what it's dumping something out of the brain in that well, space? Yeah. American Scientific came out with, uh, in their magazine, uh, it was in 2016, the May issue. Actually, I even know page 45. You can, you can go there and you can read the article that says the medical community found a new system in the brain for dumping the trash. And what they found was that they didn't know it before that. If you went into exercise physiology in every college, every university, Every textbook across the world before 2016, the lymphatic system stopped at the shoulders. Hmm. 
But in physiology, for those medical doctors out there, you know that wherever there's a blood vessel, there's a lymphatic vessel. But for some reason, the brain did not get counted in that. And the reason, just like the epigenetics was, it only activates. It only comes alive during level four sleep. Interesting. So it's a dormant system that only gets activated when you're at level four sleep and can create what's called sleep paralysis. So if you've ever woke up at night in the middle of the night and you couldn't move and you're going, you're freaking out, that's because you were taken offline so your nervous system could clean out your brain. You, and I tell people, they go, well, what's that mean? I go, well, I grew up around Mich in Michigan. So I said, you know, the Ford Motor Company, when they're trying to clean the line, they don't keep the line moving and building cars while they clean the line. They got to stop the line, yeah, yeah. clean the line, then start it up again. That's the same thing with us. We can't have neurological functions happening at the time they're cleaning out the brain. So if you don't do that, you'll get headaches, foggy brain, all, all impaired memory, concentration, and focus. And it will lead to anxiety, stress, and other behaviors. So what, what are we cleaning out? Are these toxins? Are these What, what all is going on there? Well, just basic metabolism okay. every day. You know, there's going to be waste. Yeah. Um, you know, in cellular activity. Yeah, it makes and the sense. Brain uses it's taking a lot of energy. Yeah, so, if it's taking all yeah. the energy, there's going to be a lot of waste up there. And so, a lot of people are sitting there with all this toxic waste in their brain, and they don't realize it because they're not getting good sleep, and they can't get good sleep because they have all this toxic waste in their brain. You know, so it's kind of a double-edged thing. But what we find is that with light, sound, and vibration. We can have, every time you cross a 10 hertz frequency, which happens to be alpha, 7.8 hertz frequency, it happens to be theta, you get a delta burst and you get a gamma burst. Gamma is the high frequencies that they now know are like the bass drum of the brain and will mm. help us to avert uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, the, more the more gamma you have, the more unlikely it is that you're going to get dementia or Alzheimer's because it breaks down amyloid plaque. You know, that, or at least that's what MIT study showed. So mm. in you know, we, we believe that as well. So as you think about the brain, all these brain waves are important, but the system is set up in such a way, if it was natural, you know, nothing's natural about our lifestyles. I mean, they're convenient. They're not yeah. natural, yeah. you know, so we have to go, we have to do something to get back to nature to get it. So what I'm saying, when they get that gamma burst, we're actually opening up the detox system because mm -hmm. they're going they're They're basically the brains in a position where it can go back to neutral and can heal itself. Wow. But as long as there's stress going on and you know, you can't, you can't paint a house while it's burning, you know, <laughs> so we have to, we have to put the fire out, then paint the house. You know, a lot of people want to improve the house, but they didn't stop the burning. And this is inflammation, what I'm talking about. So most people have a lot of high inflammation from their environment, from their foods, from their thinking. These are all things that contribute to inflammation states. This is fascinating. I um, I could do this all day, riffing back and forth with you. Um, I always ask guests that come on, like yourself, like what's currently keeping you curious? Right now, what's keeping me curious is we have a study going on with the professional athletes, and we want to show that if you use brain tap, you're going to become neuroprotective. And we're doing this because we have a couple of the uh, skiers during the last Olympics that used it they never got any concussions, which is almost impossible for a snowboarder. You know, you're going to fall, you're falling yeah. down all the time. Yeah. And, and uh, we've also shown it with Corey Anderson, who's one of our UFC fighters. And we just had another middleweight fighter that took the championship. Uh, no head injuries. Wow. Because every day they're cleaning their brain, they're keeping it fit. 
they're giving light and energy to the brain. And so we want to, that's, if we can figure out a way, so everybody's looking at how can you help concussions, which we can, we, we have a study where we actually showed people used brain tap during a concussion that a year later we had between 30 and 70% on all neurological markers better. And all they did was use it after therapy. They didn't wow. do anything special. They didn't use it at home. They didn't use it for a year. So we tested them a year later against the people that didn't. So we know that we can help concussions, but what if we could prevent them? Wow. That would be even better. Yeah. And, we, and we could get the actual evidence, which we've gathered anecdotally now. Now we're down in Texas there. We have a really good doctor, Dr. Ruan, who's in Houston, who, I'm, who we're working with. He does a lot of magical things with brains and brain waves and uh, I was just on the phone with him last night and he was talking about, he does a lot with the retired um, professional football players. Mm. And um, I said, well, we need to get in with the ones that are active, mm -hmm. but he, the only problem is when they're active, usually they have such an ego, they don't realize that they need help. And then when they need help, they're all mad because they didn't get yeah. it. But <laughs> you, uh, we did a study with uh, Kansas city sport and we showed them how we could help them in professional athlete, you could be you could do an HRV before their practice, HRV after their practice. You're going to see it's it's really destroyed because they worked really hard, you know, their body. Yeah. But then yeah. four hours later, it should be back to normal. You can probably do the same thing with your whoop. You know, you can mm -hmm. see in four hours if you're not back to your baseline, you're working too hard or you're you're out of shape. You got to do something different. So we showed them that, and then we showed them if they did brain tip after practice, that they could get better results. We we proved it to them. So they got better recovery with 20 minutes of brain tap than four hours of just going out and doing whatever they wanted. Wow. So they put in a 20 station brain tapping room at Kansas city sport. Now every athlete before they leave the facility does a brain tap session. Wow. And they're going to, they're going to be, and they also use uh, lymphatic drainage boots so they can get the bad blood out of their system. So they've, they've done two things at the same time. They've stacked the stacked the therapies so they can get better results. Wow. Amazing. I, I, I think, I think what I've loved about your work is, um, yes, there is massive amounts of crazy data and science and research, but I also get this sense that like you're a, you're a student of wisdom as well. Um, so I, I always ask everyone this too, like what advice would you give to your younger self? Well, number one was don't try to push with people that aren't willing to listen. I think I try, I spent way too much time on the wrong people. Mm. And I think in this is, and I don't consider myself a salesman, but if I did, I would be trying to sell to all the wrong people. They, there's a saying, you're trying to find Bob. And so everybody's trying to make everybody else, everybody Bob, yep. instead of waiting for Bob to tell you he's Bob and then spend your time with him. Because I spent a lot of time barking up the wrong trees and trying to convince people when all I had to do was show them with a problem and a solution. Mm then find the people that were looking for that solution to that problem. Instead, I went out and I first I tried to change the educational system because we did a study that showed that we could improve test scores with people. We did it in, in Kentucky years ago, and we showed that we could improve the scores of people with C's and D's. And the incredible part was we only accepted people in the study that did not want to go to college. Wow. We only spent four we only spent four hours with them. 58 out of the 60 people went to college, 58 out of those 60 finished their first year of college, wow. which is unheard of. There's yeah. over a 50% dropout in the first year, but we taught them how to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to and, love learning. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, most people don't realize 
these kids that didn't know how to learn, we just taught them a few little techniques. They're in my book, Awaken the Genius, but they just learned a few of these techniques and they became smart. Wow. Because I was one of those kids. I was held back in second grade. I, I really thought Sister Barbara liked me and that's why she wanted me back the next year, but <laughs> that wasn't the case. You know, I, I wasn't a good student because I didn't know how to learn. Mm -hmm. I was an artist at that time. I was just a creative person, daydreaming. To me, I was out on the football field, baseball field, playing with sports. I didn't care about math and English. But as soon as I realized it was a game that I could transform my thinking into, hey, this is just a game. Everything's question and answer. I developed most of photographic memory. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Um, so we've covered a lot here today, and my senses are there's going to be a lot of our listeners that, that want to find out more about you, find out more about BrainTap. Where would you invite us to go? Which website? How can we track what you're doing and, and learn more about your products? Yeah. If they go on social media to at Dr. Patrick Porter, at Dr. Patrick Porter, then they'll follow me. If they go to that website by the same name, they'll get links to all the BrainTap sites and all of that. Uh, but BrainTap.info is where I would go if you want to try something for free. You don't have to put a credit card in there. Just go there, download my book, learn about it. It's a full book. It's not a web book. It's a real book that you can also buy on Amazon if you want. And you can see my other nine books there too. But they, that book we give away right now because so many people, we're getting such a big momentum now, but it's hard to explain. Like I said in the beginning, it's like explaining atmosphere to a fish. <laughs> we really need you to experience it. And even with, if you're having a sleeping problem, I'm going to challenge you to download that app, listen to the Delta series and the AM series in the morning as a minimum. Most people hit the snooze button at least once. So have your earbuds there. Use your 10-minute wake up. It's called AM. There's actually one when they downloaded that's called um, uh, Jumpstart. Okay. If they did that 21-day program for the first 14 days of it, good number of them, 95% of them are going to get a result that they want. Wow. You know, 5%, we can't help. You know, they're looking for an exception to the rule. But I think that that's free. So, And then if you like it, you can decide what you want to do from that point on. Beautiful. Well, Dr. Porter, super grateful for you, your time and your energy today uh, and the good, true and beautiful work you're doing in the world. Thank you for your generosity. And uh, can we have you back sometime? I, I feel like oh, we got a lot more to cover down the road. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Just let me know. This is what I do. So I uh, enjoy sharing. I have a mission to better a billion brains. So in order to do that, we need to get out there and, and be in front of a billion people. So I love it. I love it. Beautiful go. Well, th thank you again and uh, look forward to having you back soon. All right, thanks, Ashton.